On today's question of faith, how do I stay connected to loved ones when I'm not home at Christmas time? Hey everybody, this is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I'm the Young Adult Ministry Director in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damien Ferentz, a vicar for evangelization. And I'm Christy Cabanis, Director for Missionary Discipleship. And Christy and I are both new Clevelanders to an extent. I mean, this is my third year here. So I've just been here one year. You've been here one, right? And so we've not been home for Christmas, I think. Is this your first time that you're not home for Christmas? No, you were in the military, so you weren't home for Christmas then. Yeah, but right? home for Christmas is, I mean, I have a family of my own, and mm-hmm. my family lives all over the country. So yeah, so it's different. I've not really yeah that's not a thing that's not a thing for you but it is a thing is is so insofar as i have young adult kids yeah and they're not home for christmas now which is weird oh okay yeah and so is this the first year they're not home for christmas with you or no no last no it's been a couple okay so you've had a couple of experiences with this so um so mike i don't go home home you know for me home would be yonkers new york um or in the New York City area, at least. My sister's the only one there, and uh, she goes and spends Christmas with my cousins now mm. and uh, tells me, please don't travel to come to little old me. I'm, I'm fine. You don't need to spend all that money. And uh, and so Mary and I don't. So we, we usually spend Christmas at home uh, by ourselves. Or sometimes we will find some friends to go with. But in general, we're, we're home in Cleveland at Christmas at this point. But we don't have any extended family to celebrate with um, at this point in time. FD, what about you? I've only not been home for Christmas one time in my whole life. So I'm born and baptized in the Diocese of Cleveland, and that one time was when I was in Rome, and it was during COVID. Because if there was a risk, if we went home, that you wouldn't be able to come back. And I was finishing my doctoral work, and I thought, that's the last thing I want. So I just stayed there. However, in fact, this year, I'm going back for the first time since I left, Um, for Christmas because the way that my schedule works out, I teach at the seminary, as you know, so I can't travel during the semester, and I don't like to be away from the office uh, much, so I usually take my vacations during, like, Memorial Weekend, Labor Day Weekend, and then I'm taking going Christmas. So I got a good buddy who teaches at um, a seminary down in Florida, and we're going to meet there in Rome, and I got another Capuchin friend. We'll do a little bit of travel during the Christmas season this year, so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and this year, you know, with me, if with formation, we haven't been able to come. Marion's family actually has a, it's a big deal. They have a big family Christmas party, uh-huh. like a couple of weeks before Christmas. And it's sort of command performance. Marion's mother started this uh, this party to get the whole family together. So it's like, you know, 75 people go mm. to this thing. And um, we have not been able to go because it's almost always on a Saturday, and I'm in formation on Saturday in class. So we've missed... I think at least the last three years, if not more. Maybe it might even be more like the last four or five. Mm. Um, so we're hoping next year we, we won't be able to. This year it's a formation Saturday. <laughs> we won't be able to go. Um, but next year we're hoping that we'll be able to go back. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. I mean, I have a cousin whose birthday is Christmas on my dad's side, but my dad's an airline pilot. So we were we just always celebrated Christmas when we could all be together. We would mm. try to get to Mass and that sort of thing, but um, – we didn't necessarily, we weren't always able to celebrate on the day. And then with my husband as a truck driver, and he works for retail food service organizations, and so he always has to work the day after Christmas, and usually Christmas Eve as well. So um, then we don't, we don't have the luxury of going to where the rest of my family might be for those Christmas holidays. So 
Um, it was with the kids in the house. We always just had a quiet, just the four of us Christmas. Um, my kids didn't love me because I would <laughs> wait to sign up for a Christmas mass schedule for what was left after all the people took their particulars, oh, just because I could. I was making the food, and it was just the four of us, so we could always yeah. figure that out. Um, but that usually meant we got the 11:30 on Christmas Day, which sometimes was wonky. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think. And actually, Mike, when you just asked me, have the kids been out? My son um, has been out, but I think he would always come home for Christmas. Last year, for sure, it was just my husband, my son, and myself. And it was sad because we were in the middle of selling our house. Oh, so right. I remember. I yeah. didn't even put up a Christmas tree. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, it was. I didn't see the point of it because I thought to put all it up and then take it back down. But anyway, staying in touch with people when they're not together yes. at Christmas is a big deal because it can be already it's like dark and wintry and cold. Mm. And so it can be dreary. But I think the first thing is, thank God we live in a technological age because you can FaceTime or mm -hmm. Zoom call or whatever um, that is able to like you could actually have a face to face through a screen, but mm -hmm. still conversation of you could even open up presents that way. Yeah, We've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other is I was going to say, I think that then you end up with it's a really big deal time to be sending correspondence to each other uh, and send packages in the mail. And then the last thing is just a little silly thing that I learned from a friend who's got family that uh, lives overseas. And they said um, there's a system called Jackbox where it's a gaming that you can do on your TV and everybody can link in. So you're playing the game in real time oh, together. Sort of like Kahoot. Yeah. Or one yeah, of those things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that any of those things help to bring the connections. Right? Jackbox. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure that that's what it is. Not to promote anybody. We're not promoted by these guys. Yeah, well, but I'll put just... it in the show notes. All right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if they want to sponsor, if, you know, feel hey, free. Hey, we're welcome. You know? Yeah, we would <laughs> love that. Check's still clear, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look to make sure they're okay, but I mean, Right, you I know. mean. But yeah, any of those ways. Do you have any suggestions? I'm more old school. I like writing letters still. Yeah. You know, I, I do a lot of that even down here in the office. So I create my own Christmas card every year. And it's my way of also evangelizing, I suppose. Um, but I still write letters, and I like phone calls a lot, too. Mm, I calls. just like talking to people. Yeah. So, yeah, I connect. And then even, like, day of text messages, like I did that on Thanksgiving. People I haven't heard from in a while, but it's just nice to check in. And I'm a big GIF, meme, emoji mm. kind of guy. So even if they're not returned, it's, it's a love language, you know. Or I, I was going to say, too, I have 23 cousins on my mom's side, first cousins, and there's a, we call it, like, the older cousins and the younger cousins because there's sort of, like, two generations of us. And the older cousins, my one cousin, Wendy, is the best at this. She puts us all in a group chat for a holiday and sends, she usually sends the first one, and then everybody in turn, and there are lots of gift files and little memes, and then sometimes someone will throw in a picture from when we were really little, mm. which makes everybody laugh. Then you got to tease about what attire folks have on in the photo and whatnot. So mm. usually that's sibling to sibling right. attacks, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, what that, that's what that is. Gently but, attacks. Yeah. What, what I do too is um, when, when I know someone is missing others when, when, that they can't be with, mm. I try to send them something that will remind them of home. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like Mary, for my wife, Mary and I always try to send her some kind of an Italian food item from Arthur Avenue in the Bronx or, or somewhere in Brooklyn or her favorite store, you know, her favorite food store that her grandmother used or a product that her grandmother used to cook with or something like that. And then usually I'll make the food, you know. Yeah. So I also have to say, okay, is this something I actually know how to cook? Right. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll make that. But, you know, a lot of things now with, like, shipping and things, so you can get a lot of stuff that's uh, that you never could before. It's, uh, it's really interesting. To yeah. that same end, though, Mike, and I'll yeah. say this because having been in the military, yeah, right. um, which is where I think this question was kind of coming from, mm-hmm. um, home prepared things. Um, my grandma... My my dad's mom uh, didn't wasn't like big on the cooking, but she knitted slippers all of the time, and so that was something that my sisters and I always looked forward to at Christmas time. So you know, a, a knit or crocheted like blanket or slippers or whatever that sort of thing is, or like to bake those famous mom's cookies from the back of the Toll House bag, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, the homemadeness of things really means a lot. Sending a, if you've got a, a young kid around that's doing those kind of craft projects at school, I think sending that adorable, you know, homemade Christmas tree out of paper, you know, cutouts and whatnot is really sweet too. Yeah, agreed. All right. So if you're someone who's struggling with the holidays, you know, and that, you know, a lot of people do, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people find the holidays really hard. Um, you know, I, I talk all the time, you know, a lot of people in my family and my, one of my college roommates, they all died around the holidays. So it, yeah. for me, it, it, it kind of gets a little dreary until about the 15th, and then I start picking it up. Um, but if the holidays are hard for you, you know, reach out to someone. You know, be, you know there's a community there who wants to, to be there for you. So don't you don't have to be alone. You know, just reach out to someone wherever you are. And so where are we going for our church search this week? How about Nativity of Our Lord down in Akron? Mm. So Father Zach Kowalik, he was ordained a year ahead of me, 2002. He's the pastor there. And I believe the, if the parish wasn't built, the church was built by Father Dave Halaiko. And uh, he's a frequent visitor to the Holy Land. So in that church, there's actually like a little museum and they have a replica of a lot of the things that are in the Holy Land, like the, mm. the Bethlehem oh, and nice. the Holy Sepulcher. And there's a lot of wood in there. It's quite beautiful. I want to say the second round of Nine Nights, so two years ago, we were down there. And uh, it's a beautiful little church. It's in Akron, but not really in the city. It feels more like suburb, but it's a, it's a pretty little parish. And they do pilgrimages out there, in fact. So um, it's a nice place to visit. Yeah, I'm remembering this now from Nine Nights. Like I, I, I think I'd been there the first the first time when you, when you as soon as you started describing it, I was like, oh yeah, I was there. Yeah, no, it's a great place. Yeah, great. And then um, so this coming Sunday is the fourth Sunday of Advent, but then Christmas is right after that. And we won't be uh, we won't have a, another show before then, so we can take either one of the readings today. And so I chose uh, the first reading for uh, Christmas from Mass during the day. Uh, Hark, your sentinels raise a cry. Together they shout for joy, for they see directly before their eyes the Lord restoring Zion. Break out together in song, O ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord comforts his people. He redeems Jerusalem. I thought that was just really beautiful. So it just kind of struck me. I don't remember hearing that reading before because I usually go to Midnight Mass, so I probably haven't heard that reading in a long time. So... So that was great. So that's our Christmas Day. What did you pick out, Christy? Um, I looked at the fourth Sunday of Advent because, you know, I felt really sad that there's just the Sunday of Advent and not a whole entire week for us to get to celebrate Mm, this year. But um, that first reading also for me from Samuel, um, 
in the, this opening couple of phrases, when King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies on every side, he said to Nathan the prophet, here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of God dwells in a tent. And honestly, what I thought I read there and heard was the, the refrain from do you hear what I hear about a shepherd boy telling the king that the tiny babe was born in a manger, but that's not this reading at all. So I feel a little <laughs> bit silly now <laughs> having pointed it out. But even still, I always think that it's important when the king notices that maybe God hasn't been put before himself. And that's a really big deal. So you didn't hear what you thought you heard. I did not hear what I thought I heard. <laughs> but on second glance, I'm glad that I still picked that. <laughs> That's funny. Exactly. So I like Christmas music, and mm. I like Sufjan Stevens. You ever oh, listen yeah. to his sure, stuff? Absolutely. So he has two yeah. collections of Christmas albums, or like five yes. albums apiece. And I've been looking through the liner notes because he's a really bright guy. And I read recently, I actually posted this online, but he has a pastor write an essay, and they're like these little booklets in, in the CD. And it's a harsh critique of the consumeristic Christmas, Mm. but I think Mm. it's right on in terms of where we are, and it kind of pulls it all together. For even as we soldier through the corporate commodity of Christmas consumerism, for even as we cozy up to hot cocoa and Bing Crosby, for even as we make the Yuletide gay, parenthetically, mailing family photo cards, fruit baskets, and Christmas newsletters, close parentheses, for even as we participate in the all, in all the self-sanctifying rituals of Advent season, we miss the obvious that Advent is ultimately about death. The end is near. You are going to die. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that what we celebrate at Christmas is Christ's first coming yeah. in history. And when we say, O come, O come, Emmanuel, we're actually not just singing about something that happened in the past, we are anticipating that he's going to come again and that he may come while we're living. And if not, we're going to die and we're going to have to see him face to face and be judged by it. So there is a, a seriousness to this season um, that's important and often overlooked. And I guess that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. That, that's not Debbie Downer either. It's just like what it is. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like the opposite of a Hallmark movie um, <laughs> in that it it afflicts you, but in a good way, you know. My wife who loves Hallmark movies will uh, appreciate that. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, I know you do, yeah. <laughs> I, think the, I, think the, I think the Coen brothers should I'm make a Hallmark it. movie. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> that's something yeah. I would watch. Yeah. <laughs> What would the name of that be? That's that's the next. We'll have to think of that for the next episode. The Cohen Brothers Hallmark movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, think of the think of the title. What would the title of a Cohen Brothers Hallmark movie be? I don't know. I mean, not to think of it. Anyway, Merry Christmas to both of you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Thanks for listening. We'll have all this after Christmas next time on Question of Faith.